This week, the Wyoming Catholic College campus is deserted. Our dorms are empty. The kitchen and dining hall are silent. It's spring outdoor week. From Wyoming Catholic College, this is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz, and you're listening to the After Dinner Scholar, the college's weekly podcast. A Wyoming Catholic College education begins with the three-week backpacking trip in the mountains of Wyoming that all freshmen are required to be part of. After that, students spend an additional seven weeks in the backcountry, a week at a time during our fall and spring outdoor weeks. Why? Several years ago, I recorded this interview with Dr. Tom Zimmer, Assistant Professor of Leadership and Outdoor Education, and Director of our Experiential Leadership Program and Core Expeditions. Here's what Dr. Zimmer had to say. Dr. Zimmer, how did you get interested in the outdoors and in outdoor education in particular? Basically, I grew up with a very competitive family uh, in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, youngest boy of four and uh, basically was way into team sports. And you can imagine as a young boy of three older brothers, very competitive. And uh, I mean, I, I grew up playing tennis and basketball in these sports where it's me against another human being and me against my brothers. So because of that, I was just extremely competitive. My junior year of high school, I did a PE class. It was called Rocky Mountain High. And it was a PE class. Instead of playing basketball and soccer and football, it was uh, rock climbing and rappelling. And I just immediately fell in love with it. And I think the, the, the best thing about that class for me that really stood out is the fact that I, was, I wasn't competing against my friends anymore. I was kind of competing against the rock or I was competing against like my own personal ability to like climb that mountain or rappel off that cliff or whatever. This was really the first time in my life where I didn't feel like under pressure and I just it was a huge release for me to have that. And in fact, that next summer I literally I, I put down my tennis racket and essentially started rock climbing and it, uh, my life changed from there. Instead of going into po possibly trying to get a scholarship playing tennis and doing that route, I completely stopped doing those sports. And I, I literally went to a school in Colorado specifically because they had an outdoor program there and they had a rescue team that I could join. And, and ever since, I've been very passionate about being in the outdoors. Good. And taking others to the outdoors. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the big thing. It, it helped me find who I am. I mean, the biggest thing is that's really when you talk about a conversion story, that was my conversion is the fact that, I mean, I grew up basically like in the classic cradle Catholic. I, I went to church in high school because mom and dad said it was a good thing. And I really think I would have been the kid who went to college and just was like, oh, I don't have to go to church anymore because mom and dad aren't, aren't here telling me to do that. But when I started going the outdoors and I got away from the craziness of life and I don't know. It's just like getting away from the all the the busyness of of school and classes, and I guess I like to call it like the street lights and the concrete, and all of a sudden I'm out in nature. That's where I really saw God, and and because that that significantly changed the direction of my life. And it was when I was in my high school years, um, in my college years, that I think it's just so important for high school kids and high and college students to be able to go outside and get away from the craziness and the stress of life and actually be able to see God through nature. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that kind of leads to the next question. The, the goals and characteristics of the Outdoor Leadership Program uh, here at Wyoming Catholic, what do the students do and why do they do it? 
There's a lot of reasons why I would do it. The, the first is that they, they get to actually get away from the busyness of life um, where there's so many distractions. And for some students at our college, they're not distracted as much as others as far as, you know, some of our students might be, might be really, really filled with technology and, and own a smartphone since they were 15 years old. And some of our students may never own a smartphone. <laughs> but, uh, but regardless, anybody going out into the wilderness and experiencing just that, the quietness, the, the non-distractions, um, to actually be able to think for once. For example, like if I'm in a car, I got the radio going. If I'm at home doing dishes, I got the radio going. Um, and it's like you're constantly filled with distractions. All of a sudden you go out, the phone isn't ringing, there's no email to check, um, and you can actually contemplate like, what is my point in life? What is my vocation? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? How should I be treating my relationships? Things like that. So that's a huge one. Um, another big goal that we have here, especially the reason why we have our freshmen go out there before their classes, is because it actually strengthens their imagination and it allows them to really be able to dive into the great books. So, for example, if you're reading, if you're reading humanities, or even if any type of reading that involves like an adventure and challenges and things like that, if you haven't really experienced that before, or if you haven't really experienced the quiet brook that uh, that you hear and that now you're reading a poem in, in class about a, a river and 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 the the description of the river if you've never actually seen that river and been next to a river and just got to experience it rather than just seeing photos or uh, seeing a movie on a movie or something like that and sure we've all seen rivers but there's a very difference there's a big difference between seeing a river and actually being on a 21 day backpacking trip 10 days in and quietly sitting next to a river. And then you read a poem that's describing a river. It just, it, it jumps out at you. So really, you know, being able to go into the outdoors and then ultimately uh, go back into the classroom and read these great books and be able to draw from those personal experiences. Um, and, and, and a big part of that is just the, the adventure and the challenge piece. You know, realistically, when I think about my life, what were my biggest challenges? I don't know, like for example, just one generation difference between my dad and myself. By the time my dad was 12, you know, he grew up on a ranch. He was born in 1938. One generation difference between that. You've got my dad who basically by the time he was 12, I mean, you hear about his stories. Like, you know, he had times in his life where he didn't have electricities for weeks on end. I mean, they literally did laundry with the washboard. He literally, you know, helped animals on his ranch you know, as they're, as they're giving birth, um, he literally had to kill animals on his ranch for his own food. And, you know, what did I do for food? I go to a grocery store and buy a piece of plastic that has chicken inside of it. And I throw it in a microwave and push a couple buttons and it's done. When I was 14 years old, probably my biggest challenge in life or my biggest concern was whether I was going to score a goal in soccer. And my dad literally sees people in his community dying. And he has brothers and sisters who are getting deathly ill and brothers who are going to war. I actually told my dad, I said, you know, I don't, I don't know if you needed outdoor education, dad. You had it, you right? Right. Um, but, but I needed it. Like when I went to my first kind of outdoor experience in, in high school and college, those experiences really made me step up to the challenge of real life helped me become a man when I did have something that was in the in the more front country life like a big final or something it wasn't as big of a deal because I had really big challenges where I I felt like my life was actually kind of at risk of 
you know, up in the mountains, like, oh my gosh, it's cold. How am I going to stay alive? And until I, until I did that, like, I basically lived in a really nice house because my parents, they had a great home for us to live in. We were never starving. We had good food at the table. Spending time in the outdoors helped me kind of face some real challenges. And, uh, and I, I do believe that that significantly helped me walk forward in, in the rest of my life uh, back in the front country when I had big roadblocks or big challenges ahead of me. I was reminded last week when I was uh, on a wilderness canoe trip in Yellowstone uh, in the rain, (laughs) (laughs) how well we insulate ourselves uh, from the natural uh, with a great deal of artificial, just what you're talking about. And that's not always a bad thing. I mean, I'm for houses and I'm for central heating and so on. But um, the wilderness trips, you you confront the real and the uncontrollable in new ways. nature and our embodied selves. I thought about Lewis and Clark (laughs) in the rain. Well, I knew I was paddling back in a fairly seaworthy craft and soon I'd be in a car headed back to Lander and and so on. But there were no options there for for those folks. And uh, how do students respond to that sense of the real? I mean, they're out there there are rocks, there's water, it's raining or it's sunny, the ground is hard. How do they, how do they respond to that? Is that a new experience for? Yeah, you know, I think uh, they they come in and their first experience is a twenty one day trip, and I think that that is the most important trip of their of their lives, in my opinion. Like of all the other week long trips that they do, whether they go rafting or kayaking or ice climbing, all these other things, the twenty one day trip is is going to be the most real experience for them because it is twenty one days. Less than one percent of our population goes on a twenty-one day backpacking trip, right? There's there's way more PhDs in this world than people who have done a twenty-one day backpacking trip. So it is it's intense to go out there, and uh, even our instructors who love going out there, you know, when they know like three weeks before that trip, like all right, here we go, like this is a big deal. Um, stepping away from from society for that long is a big deal. So I think the way they respond, I think, you know, they come in, they're really nervous. They've been training for it. They've been planning for it. We give them, you know, anywhere from six months notice to, to however long it took them for, the, for, for them to decide that they're coming to Wyoming Catholic. Sometimes it's only a month ahead of time. But at the end of the day, they get out there. They are extremely challenged. Um, I don't think there's a single student that, uh, that, that isn't challenged out there. And even the students who are like, I'm never going to do this again. They're, they're extremely proud of what they did. They know that it's going to change the way that they look, look at life in the future. But then what's great about that, I mean, you have students who literally are like, I'm never going to do this again before the trip. They're terrified. They like, whatever, I got to do it. It's like any other you know, class at any other school. Like, you got to do it. So let's buck up and make it happen. Um, but there are so many students who recognize that that they they're thriving out there they're not just surviving our goal is to have students thrive not survive we we do a great job programmatically um, with intentional programming and, and intentionally designing the route plan and teaching the students the proper skill progression so that they actually thrive and what's awesome is that you have students who who literally think i'll never do this again and guess what three years later as seniors they are taking the core instructor course and they are leading the freshmen one of my favorite stories is one of our students from Florida has never seen snow before. She comes on the winter trip. She literally is terrified. She's never seen snow before. Um, we go out there. She's told that she's going to build a cave out of snow and sleep in it. 
And she didn't even know that snow could be like formed into a sculpture that you could sleep into, right? We're in the parking lot at the beginning of this trip. 60 students going in eight different groups. We're all going different directions. And I heard her in the parking lot just like kind of almost crying to her friend like, oh, I can't believe we have to do this. I'm not going to make it because she was in a different group. One final hug goodbye. Like, I hope I see you in a couple days. And they like they, they part their different directions and group A goes this direction and group B goes this direction. Of course, three days later, after sleeping in snow caves for two nights and uh, being out in the cold in January in Wyoming, right, right at the base of the Grand Tetons, uh, we come back to the parking lot and uh, she comes in with the biggest smile on her face and she runs right up to her friend and I was expecting, I was like, all right, what's, what's this going to be? Is it going to be, I can't believe I survived? No, she ran up to her friend. She gave her a big hug and she's like, that was the best thing ever. We should do this for 21 days. <laughs> Lo and behold, that staff, that student came back and was a leader for the following next three years. For every winter trip, she became a core instructor and uh, she's one of our best leaders that we have. So it's, pretty, it's just, so that's how they respond. Some of them more than others, but I don't think there's a single student here that doesn't take a lot from the course, enjoy what they've done, know that they've done this huge accomplishment, and know that it's something that's going to be significant in their life. How does what they learned in the wilderness relate to their uh, studies of the great books and the liberal arts? Yeah, well, so, so the whole point of our program is, is what we call transfer, um, and transferring the things that we learn in the outdoors to the front country. Now, it doesn't just stop at the classroom. It's definitely a big part of the 21-day trip is to prepare them for the classroom. So how does it prepare them? Well, time management. The only way you can accomplish traveling as many miles as they do and getting all the things that they need to get accomplished out there is they need to manage their time well. And not just from an individual standpoint, but as a group. The group, hey group, we need to be leaving this camp by 7 a.m. this morning. So what time do we realistically need to wake up in the morning? 4 a.m., 5 a.m.? Can we sleep until 6 a.m.? I don't know, how have we done the last couple days? So time management and, and to thrive at WCC as a student, you need to manage your time well, at any college really, but, uh, but especially here. So you know, you got these class schedules, you got your work study, you got social life that you wanna have, um, and trying to fit it all in is, is, is important. Uh, another huge skill that they get out there is just uh, is what we call tolerance for adversity. So facing difficult challenges in life. When you're out there and you're, and you're, you're trying to just get, get through the day and sometimes it's rainy and snowy and sunny and sometimes it's sunny and warm. Um, but either way, every trip that we've had has had challenges and to take those challenges and, and to be able to bring those challenges, those, those accomplishments from those challenges back to the front country. And wow, I've got a huge paper to write. I've got a huge exam to, to deal with. Hey, I struggle in Latin or I struggle in Euclid or whatever it is you're struggling with. You look back and you say, wait a minute, I woke up at 3 a.m. and I climbed a 13,000 foot peak. If I can do that, and I didn't think I could even, even, even go backpacking, let alone climb a 13,000-foot peak at 3 a.m. in the morning. If I can do that, then maybe I can handle this test. Those are just a few things. Um, but the other big thing about the outdoors and about our program here is, is that by the time they graduate, they're going to spend 10 weeks in the backcountry. And not just backpacking, but they all do river trips. They all do... Uh, rock climbing and canyoneering and canoeing and ice climbing and things like that. Um, so by the time they've done all that, you know, the big thing I tell freshmen and especially freshman parents as well, 
that our goal is not to make outdoor professionals. Our goal is not to make you know awesome climbers or kayakers. Realistically, most of our students, by the time they graduate, when they graduate, the, their life will get busy, and that's great. They'll they'll find their vocation, and most of them will never go rock climbing again. They'll never go rafting again. If that's the case, and the whole point is just to teach outdoor skills, then we're kind of wasting our time, um, and that is not our goal here. It's through that that environment, through that classroom, that outdoor classroom, where the students actually learn skills and virtues and leadership that they can then transfer to the rest of their lives. So the, the, in any vocation, whether you're a priest or a nun or a, a husband or a wife or a business owner or an employee, whatever it is. And so the idea is that they, they go out and they lead. They, they, these, are, these trips are primarily self-led by the students, even when there's an instructor like myself on more technical trips. Uh, I don't lead the day. The students lead the day. They're leading their peers. They're sometimes those of them who like to lead and they want to always be the leader. And guess what? They have to learn what we call active followership. So all the different activities that they go out and do, they're learning different virtues. They're learning different skill sets. They're learning different elements of leadership. And then ultimately, when they graduate, all that is to transfer. We help that transfer through intentional discussions. And then the intentional discussions are held after every week-long trip, and they're held during the trips. So, hey, what did we learn today that we can use in the future? Hey, what did we learn on this trip that we can, that we can use in the future? The beauty of it is that basically you have a group of 10 students, for example, who have that conversation. And, and, and sure, I can, I can think about what I learned, and you can think about what you learned, and we can self-reflect on our own underneath a tree, and that's great. But the difference is, is when I get to share what I learned and what I'm going to use in the future from this trip, like, hey, I learned about myself this way, and here's how I'm going to fix it in the future. Guess what? You get to hear it, and the nine other people in the group, or the eight other people in the group, they get to hear it. And I get to hear eight other people or nine other people's what they learned. And so that, that's a huge component of our trips is that it just doesn't end with the trip. It's the, the purpose is that, and the goal is for what we learn in the outdoors transfers to the front country. And uh, that's how we do it. It was at Mount Horeb on the west side of the wilderness that Moses heard the voice of God in the burning bush calling him to rescue the people of Israel. In that same wilderness, Elijah heard the still small voice of God, made his complaint to God, and received the next tasks in his prophetic work. In the wilderness, Jesus fasted and prayed, overcame temptation, and prepared himself for three years of ministry. God used and uses being out there to bring about great and good changes in our spiritual lives, our relationships with one another, and our capacity for study and learning. If you're interested in learning more about our outdoor program, visit wyomingcatholic.edu. If you're interested in going on a trip or sending someone on a trip, visit the college website and click the link for core expeditions. Let me also add that there are plenty of good winter days left to get outside. And as the days warm, well, it only gets better. So Get out there, my friend. For Wyoming Catholic College, this is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz.